0: Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the weekly podcast from the marketing minds at doconvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today is Becca, because the ad doctor is moving into his brand new home right now. It is uh, Friday at 3.15 p.m. <laughs> on July the 12th, and um, I'm The moving truck's probably about half empty at this point, I would guess.
1: Oh, Oh, yeah. Well, hi.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hi, Andrew. It's always fun to listen to an episode that you're not on. uh, Right. When you're usually the one behind the microphone.
1: Especially. But I know
0: they are are relieved um, to just be in and moving on. It'll be interesting. The story time updates about the house are not over, I'm sure.
1: Oh, I'm Um, sure
0: too. You've had a pretty smooth sailing since you moved in.
1: Yes. All things
0: considered. Yeah, Hopefully I think Andrew we had one of those
1: too. five-star builder experiences. And I hope uh-huh. that from now on, Andrew ends up with a five-star.
0: Uh, Well, we should update people too. I don't have this in the show notes for you, Becca, but Mike Lyon also moved into his new house. Oh, yeah. Which was a new construction home. It was almost finished, not quite. But, you know, now kind of one of the internal jokes we tease each other about is, you know, Mike started on his new home search (laughs) like four and a half months after Andrew signed the contract on his home. (laughs) And he moved in, you know, a week and a half, two weeks before him. And he also has had a five star experience. So. All right. And OK, I I can't stop. I can't stop. I also had breakfast this morning with um, Will Duderstadt and Sean Carpenter, who has been on the program before. And Sean, he was telling me, he's like, you know, it's just so fun to listen to Andrew's updates because, and I'll have to try to do this maybe too. He goes, if you think back to when this started, Andrew is like, we're, we're good. We're on schedule. We're going to hit closing day. He's like, and you were trying to tell him back then, (laughs) Kevin, like, don't get too excited about that. He's like, oh no, no, we're going to be, we're going to be on time. We're going to be on time. We're good. All good. And I don't even remember doing that, but it was, it was kind of cool to hear his perspective of, of how it's gone unfortunately for the peak household but they're they're, they're there they're there now so yeah
1: yeah andrew will too. be
0: joining the ranks of uh mr lion mr oakley and 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 becca in terms of working out of his own home which can yeah. be great it can be awful right I like you it. like it do you like it yeah
1: i do it took I took a little it. bit of getting used to just because, you know, you get to talk to your animals more than people.
0: Sometimes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And yeah. some people I'm pointing at myself kind of like that theory of not having to talk to as many people. I digress. Okay. So um, Andrew's <laughs> not able to join us on this episode. Thais Cuffey, I was going to have her join, uh, and kind of uh, let you hear her voice and her, some of her perspective. She is, uh, Riding out the hurricane in New Orleans. She actually lives in New Orleans proper and um, they're getting hit with some close to hurricane force winds. I haven't checked the latest update, but don't be surprised Do if you see her standing next to the weatherman in the middle of a. I'm just kidding. Uh, hopefully she stays <laughs> with as far her
1: DYC shirt on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. That's hilarious. Yeah. So I don't know what riding out the hurricane really even means. It's, it seems like a strange phrase to use, but she is riding out the hurricane. So it's just Becca and I, which is going to be fun. So this will also be a shorter episode. Uh, we wanted to make sure we, we gave you something here, but we also know we've given you a couple of hour and a half long episodes uh, in recent weeks. So we'll give your ears, ears a rest. But let's uh, let's start out with story time. Becca, okay. I'll let you kick us off.
1: Well, this week on ads Review, <laughs> I'm <laughs> laughing because... I like to review our ads. Every week I review a section of them.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: recently I've been seeing more and more ads with most relevant comments written at the bottom. I've been seeing those in our partner ads as mm-hmm. well as in my own feed. So I like, hmm, what does that mean? Just kidding. So what it really <laughs> means is... It's a personalized order of comments. So what you see is going to be a little bit different than what I see. So it's comments or reactions from your friends, comments from verified profiles and pages, and then comments with the most likes and replies. So it's important to make sure that if you've got a troll on the loose that you (laughs) curtail them quickly. Because all the trolls' friends are going to see the trolls' comments, whereas oh,
0: good point.
1: If they are not relevant to the person looking, they won't see them.
0: Okay, so that that brings more credence to the idea of making sure you're curating comments and yes. potentially not being afraid to hide or delete if they are. Now, again, this if people only listening to this episode, I'm going to waste couple seconds here and provide full context again. I am not talking about deleting all of your haters or people. <laughs> oh, what I'm talking about is a legit troll, someone who just, you know, is screaming in all caps, this home builder sucks, you should never trust them, that kind of thing. You do need yeah. to engage with people. You need to take all forms of feedback into account and ideally have an offline dialogue. And And we've talked a lot, many different news articles and story times about the need to engage with your consumer and not ignore them not just throw stuff under the rug. That's not what you're talking about. You're, you're talking about no. curate those comments specifically so that uh, the the right people continue to see the right type of yeah. ads and comments
1: yeah. related to Because them. it's not showing how it used to show, which was all the comments, no matter what they were. It's really mm-hmm. showing the most relevant for a section that you scroll.
0: Yeah. And I find that when most of the, pages and and people that I follow that actually really annoys me. I I not understand the concept of why Facebook would want to do that. But the yeah. first thing I almost always do is undo that selection and say view all because I want to see the whole context of the conversation not just the most relevant, right? But
1: Yes. Yeah. And you can change it for you so you always see all the comments. Oh,
0: really? I
1: love it. Yeah.
0: Cool. I will do that um, right now. <laughs>
1: But it doesn't affect how everybody sees your page and you sure. a page can't go in there and change the order.
0: Right. Right. Awesome. Awesome. My, um, my story time is all about the value of organic social media and just another spin. Again, this is something that easily is taken out of context. People say, Kevin thinks social media is stupid. Just like, I know, <laughs> uh, you know, I say billboards suck. Everything has a rule as to why it would work, right? If you get a fantastic price on a billboard that the amount of attention you feel you're getting way outpaces the price you pay, you should do a billboard. Even though I still will say, because I want more people to stop and consider how they're doing billboards, I will continue to say that billboards suck. So that out of the way, (laughs) I was on a coaching call with someone and I had been talking to their boss uh, or their boss's boss on a coaching call uh, that we had and we were talking about where to spend time and, um, two younger, um, marketers were added to the team about six months or so ago. And one of the sales leaders has been really big on making sure that they have a better presence on social media, more consistent. And I said, you know, I don't know, Uh, you gotta be careful that you make sure your time and investment is, is being done the right way. And so that had been passed along to this person. And so I'm on a call with them. And I said, Hey, before we get going, any specific questions, things you want to talk through? And she was like, yeah, you know, I, I, this person gave me the feedback that you said that organic social versus the paid social ads, you know, we we need to be careful about how we approach that. She goes, I just don't really know what you mean by that. And I said, I would love to show you some of my perspective. And so what I did first is I said, okay, how often right now are you posting on, let's just use Facebook only right now, Facebook well, let's, let's do Facebook and Instagram. How much are you posting on Facebook and Instagram? Well, I've been tasked with basically doing one post a day. Got it. How do you, how you do that now for people who are listening that don't do marketing for home builders, you might think, gosh, posting something is so quick and painless, right? I just, something happens <laughs> in my life. I hop on there. I say, this was great oatmeal. I take a picture. I post it. that took me 45 seconds. Yeah. Um, uh, but when you're marketing a home builder, you got a lot of other considerations to take into account. You got to spread the love around all the communities, all the different floor plans, the different salespeople. You know, you, you have to play fair to your internal customers or you're going to hear about it. You got to make sure that the, com- the, the content is interesting and relevant to your external audience. You got to probably touch up some of the photos here and there, adjust contrast, brightness, et cetera. You got to actually think about the text you're going to use. You got to proofread it. You should proofread it twice. So you don't do something silly like I did one time, which was to, to advertise, you know, double panties instead of double pantries. That was, that was an awkward one. Um, so I said, okay, once a day, how often or how long does it take you to do that? Each one of those posts. And do you batch this? Do you set it up in a, using a buffer or a, Uh, their names are escaping me at the moment, but lots of those different services let you schedule or are you scheduling within Facebook and Instagram itself? So she was awesome in that her honesty really impressed me. She said, it takes me about 20 to 30 minutes per post to kind of from beginning to end. I was like, that's, I think you're being very honest. Let's just use maybe the lower range, but still, once you do the math, anywhere from 12 to 14 hours a month of this person's time, is dedicated to creating these organic posts instead of doing something else. And that's just a big law of management is making sure you're always aware that everything has a trade-off. If you spend those 12 hours doing this, you do you have 12 hours less to help some other part of the organization. So we had all this fundamental conversation and then I showed her the analytics for the month of June. And I said, okay, so... Um, This is a two market builder. So this person is only responsible for one of those two markets, but both markets in total, their total organic traffic from posting every day was 811 unique users. Wow. Versus the 15,000 plus users who had come from paid ads of which uh, for full context, probably only five or six different campaigns running. um, Probably around. $3,000 uh 2 to $3,000, I don't know, I don't have the number right in front of me uh for that. And I said, "How do you feel about the number 811 for all that work and effort she put into it?" And she goes, "Yeah. I kind of see your point." <laughs> and 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 then she said, "But we do this, you know, featured home post once a week, and two of the homes that I've done recently have sold." And I said, "Fantastic. Let's take yeah. a look." At the data, do you remember those homes? And so we look up we look up the home on, on the site. Go to analytics, do site content, um, you know, all content, and filter out just the page of that home. In the month of June, there were two organic social media visits, and okay. over five hundred and some uh, from paid social, and then like three organic and two direct or something crazy. So I said, hey, I'm not telling you that that your organic posting didn't sell the homes. I'm just saying statistically, it's not looking great so far. So now last step, I know this is a long story time, but we don't have much else to cover in this episode. (laughs) Uh, So I said, the last step is let's go and look at the actual posts and the actual posts itself, because, and it's not surprising or uncommon. So I'm not faulting this person. But the post itself for this featured home did not include a link to the actual direct listing of that house on the site. So, you know, you combine that, meaning that the customer would have to Google the builder's name or click on a general link, and sort, filter, find the exact house again that was featured, all those things. That plus the fact that only two came from organic to view that specific home leads me to believe that it probably didn't. So... I wasn't trying yeah. to completely depress her, but, but she did understand then what I meant by, it's not that organic social does not have value. It absolutely has value. It has value for the people who are already paying attention, especially. Yeah. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. exposed to this brand, this company. I want to go see what are they doing and talking about on social? Are they relevant? Are they consistent? Are they present? Um, but that that to me... And everyone's going to have a different number on this. But if I saw that someone generally has been posting once a week or so, yeah, I personally am okay with that as a consumer. I wouldn't think, oh my gosh, this company has fallen asleep at the wheel of their social media account. Uh, I would be more interested in, as I go back through the stack, the quality of each and every one of those posts, right? And you're yeah. going to hear me talk more about this um, at the online summit and other places over the next year, cause I've become obsessed with this, this idea of binging content in that once the consumer decides they want to go back and look at your stack of, of, of social posts, are they going to be impressed and want to continue binging? Or are they going to be like, "Yep, yeah, don't need to know how to make soup. Don't <sighs> care about where I'm buying flowers from. Yeah. Don't care about that holiday with the cute, you know, custom version of your logo. Huh? There's not enough. Like, there's there's no meat here. The Big Mac is missing from the from the value meal. I just have more fries house. and a Coke. Give me more of the thing that I'm actually going to be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on.
1: More homes, more kitchens, more master bathrooms, all that good yep. stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I have a question. Bring was it. this was this or these two houses also included in?
0: Yes, and in the ads and in the inventory ads that you made for them. Yes, it was okay, and that that's Ooh. where those other five hundred people came from. So that's the yeah. other thing, and why it's important to track stuff, right? Is because yeah, this company right now is trying to figure out they've they've staffed up, which is awesome, yay! But they have to clearly define and train and and get everyone in the right position because everyone's not tripping over themselves, but there's opportunity for people to paying a little closer attention and they'll get there. I don't yeah. have any concerns about a company or how how they're doing it. It's just, it was an interesting story uh, for me that I think is tangible, hopefully for a lot of you in that when you're trying to figure out is something working or not, you can't necessarily trust your gut. Most of the time you can't trust right. your gut. You got to look at some numbers and you yeah. have to think holistically and track holistically. Uh, yes. you know, she didn't spend as much time of her own on the ad, right? She said, Hey, do you convert awesome people? Here's what I need. Please help me. Yes. And we built it for them. And so it also is just interesting to see how, uh, I forget the exact name for this psychological effect, but whatever you put your time and energy into, you value more. Uh, some people call it the Ikea effect, right? You're like, look at this great piece of furniture I put together. I built this, (laughs) you know, it's so much better than that other crap you buy from Target or whatever else that comes preassembled. Yes. All right. That ends story time. Uh, a reminder, we do have a brand new call-in number. Uh, the last episode Ooh. just went live as we we're recording this one, so I I don't believe we have any voicemails yet, but that number is 404-369-2595. 404-369-2595. Leave a voicemail with questions, comments on this week's episodes, last week's episode, or Just anything that you would generally like to comment on or have a question about. And we will play that recording. You don't have to identify who you are, who you work for. You can even at the end say, make me sound like Darth Vader. We can make that happen (laughs) um, if you want to protect your identity. But that'll just give another way for you guys to get interactive with us. All right. On to the news. We got uh, three quick ones here for you. The first one is from Search Engine Land, and the article is titled The State of Local SEO, What Two Big Studies Tell Us About the State of Local Marketing. And so what we're talking about here is how is your company uh, and communities positioned using Google My Business or other local uh, focused uh, solutions like uh, Facebook, Yelp, et cetera. Kind of surprising, not surprising. What what was your main (laughs) takeaway before we kind of cover the basics here?
1: My main takeaway was that it wasn't surprising that most businesses aren't doing their best at Uh SEO. But what was surprising is that it was for those that do it correctly, it's three times more effective.
0: Yeah. Right. And so it it is a lot about the basics. And so... To break the article down a little bit more for you guys, fresh chalk did an analysis of one hundred and fifty thousand local business websites and a company called uh, soki SOC lowercase I conducted uh, research into one hundred and sixty three franchise brands in ten different verticals and so just some interesting stats that that jump out at you um, you know review responses were somewhat better than Q&A. So only 2.3% of locations were responding to questions made of their business on their buying business listing on their Yelp page, right? There was no interaction of the consumers who were going there. Hmm. Uh, Review responses were better than question responses, which kind of goes back to, you know, you focus on the pain sometimes uh, when people are giving you a bad or mediocre review, you feel compelled to answer. But when they're asking you a question, you're kind (laughs) of like, well, they're not they're not mad at me, so I'm going to move on. Apparently. <laughs> Next. Yeah. And when it comes to a franchise situation, obviously scale becomes harder. One company yeah. with multiple locations. But then only 16% of fran- franchise locations were responding to reviews as opposed Ooh. to other. Um, Google f- by far had the most Um yeah but Yelp is ranking really well. Now this is not home builder specific, but Yelp is it, they say is ranking for 92% of local searches uh Yelp is showing up. And so yeah, at the end of the day, they're kind of best the best practice is simply to make sure you have presence that the account is set up properly, made yeah. current, and that you are staying active there, which is uh again, maybe not surprising that most people do it, but the but if you remember 2 years ago I think when we did our online um survey response example, we use a quality score to figure out what was the kind of quality of interaction when people did follow up with a new home shopper who left information online. How good were those emails? How personally were they? Did people seem to add any type of emotion or caring to it? Well, they ended with one of their own and said out of a possible 100 points in the study, 89 was the highest score in terms of overall account quality. So the highest was 89, McAllister's Deli. Maybe we'll include them in the show notes. So you can check out how awesome they are. Yeah. Was the best. But the average score was 45 out oof, of 100. And, and again, these, they're just looking at a lot of the basics. And that the basics cannot be overstated how important they are. And the way that I try to, with humor, say this is I, I show two pictures. Um, well, first I just show a picture of Kim Kardashian pre hair and makeup and a picture (laughs) of kim kardashian post hair and makeup and say you know if kim is going to do a photo shoot or she's going to go out in public for an event how long does she do the basics i.e hair and makeup for and the answer is as long as it takes right yeah the basics they're they're a non-negotiable must be done well all the time before you are allowed to move on beyond the basics all right. Yeah. Next one up is uh, a different one, but, uh, but I thought it was a fun one, too. This is from MIT Technology Review, and the headline is 10 Breakthrough Technologies in 2019, curated by none other than a pretty smart guy,
1: uh, <laughs> Bill
0: <laughs> Gates, true. the yeah. co-founder of Microsoft, worth a couple billion um, Dollars. I think he and Warren Buffett and Jeff Bezos go back and forth for the wealthiest yeah. in the United States. But um, so you would imagine, if you were only in new home marketing, Becca, that this list Ooh. would be chock full of all things. You know, these are the ten biggest breakthrough technologies. Well, that's got to be artificial intelligence, machine learning, computer vision, uh, yeah. chatbots. Um, what else is out there? That's 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 big. Um, facial recognition software and tracking, H- who knows, uh, uh, cookies and attribution ones. modeling. Heck, attribution Ooh. modeling might even be a top 10 breakthrough technology. Who, who knows? But but no, um, <laughs> the list is full of things that are infinitely more important. So this is just a quick, I guess, conversation about um, what is is really impacting our world is way beyond just what advertisers and marketers are working on. And so the list is full of uh, truly awe-inspiring things. What you have a you have a favorite among the the lists? I'll I'll name it.
1: I a have few, a couple but... favorites, but the one I'm looking at right now is the Cow Free Burger.
0: Mm, yes. Yeah. Beyond Me so, Amazing Company.
1: Yeah. Because I guess we're projected by 2050 to be like, I'm trying to look for the specific will consume 70 percent more meat than in 2005 mm. and yet the single most thing destroying the internet or the internet haha, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, environment is meat production yeah so uh, that's a biggie
0: yeah I mean so how much meat surprising. you eat traditionally has been directly tied to how much money you make and a lot of people don't eat meat simply yeah. because they can't afford it around the world so as the world's standard of living increases, uh, that's cool. the concern is that it's going to do more and more harm. And so companies like beyond meat and impossible foods, I have not had either one of their burgers, but, but it's pretty ingenious. So, um, yeah. beyond meat as an example, I think is the company who they actually add beet juice into the burger to make it look like blood, I think it's too, <laughs> too graphic. Um, but people swear that it is, and it's being tested and rolled out in, in major brands like McDonald's and, um, hmm and other places. Um, so yeah, that one's cool. Custom cancer vaccines is on oh, his list. Yeah. Um, yeah. a gut probe and a pill. So you can literally just swallow this thing and it's going to check in on, on your gut, make sure it's good, uh, predicting premature bursts and how to handle them better. New wave nuclear power, uh, yeah. robot oh, dexterity. The
1: new wave nuclear power was interesting
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you know, you've always grown up with it. It's not nuclear, nuclear fusion, it's fission. So now they're bringing in the fusion too, which I was like, my brain hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I don't even know where else to, to contribute <laughs> on that. That's way beyond me. But uh, carbon dioxide catcher, so turning that oh, carbon yeah. dioxide That's into good. a material that can then be removed or used for other purposes. Uh, he actually names the Apple Watch, which I found interesting. Uh, having an ECG on your wrist at all times, basically getting the wearables to be able to, but you know, sanitation without sewers, we go on and on. And then at the very bottom of the list is one that's going to strike a chord with us, which is smooth talking AI assistance and references Google duplex, which we've talked about on the show before, um, open a, open AI has things coming along. Um, and then, you know, talks about in China, consumers are already getting used to uh Alibaba, which is like their Amazon Ali me, which coordinates package deliveries over the phone and haggles about the price of goods over chat Wow, <laughs> uh so it was just it's good uh yeah, again, I just resetting your viewpoint on on how all these different technologies are coming that in terms of how it affects humans, this was his prediction, and AI did make the list. Um, as a as a talking assistant category, so that one caught my attention. The last one here is from Search Engine Journal as well, and the headline is "Instagram Analytics Guide: Ten of the Best Tools to Get Insights." So, some of you may be asking, "Don't we get insights about all this in Google Analytics or Adobe Analytics or other places?" The answer is sure, but that is what happens once they leave those platforms and come to your world, which is, again, a lot of times the main goal of why we're doing it in the first place. But the article here gives, and we don't need to go through all 10, let's we'll give you a couple of them. But first, kind of break down for me, Becca, why, what, what kind of stuff are we even trying to, to learn from some of these tools? What is it trying to tell us what's happening?
1: Well, some of these tools are really to help find Instagram influencers Um, to discover some of the best uh, performing hashtags for your posts Mm -hmm. and examine your and your competitors' popularity and reputation among users. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So for uh, someone who doesn't care necessarily as much that every, and, and not that home builders should either, but. A lot of influencers will do a significant amount of posting that doesn't have a link uh, or asking for purchase, right? Because they're trying to create value and not just constantly say, buy this thing that I'm wearing or, or whatever else. And so tools like this can help them analyze and can also help home builders analyze, well, when is the best time to make an ask type post
1: yeah. versus
0: if I'm just pushing out other types of content, um, discovering the best performing hashtags. Because again, a lot of that in terms of visibility is not going to translate over to analytics. And basically just what is the consumer doing on Instagram prior to them leaving again? So, um, and a lot of this, the post talks about is available. It's just hidden, not, not easily discovered. And so their first tool is just Instagram insights itself, which is completely free. Shows you how many people were reached by your content. Um, Breaks down the stats of specific posts, stories, and ads, gives you demographic data, Um, but it doesn't keep all of the data long-term. You can't choose a custom period of time to see the data from, and the data can't be exported to analyze somewhere else or cross-compared or tabulated with with other data points. Um, And then we'll just cover the first two after that that they reference, One is called Later, um, and it does have a free version and a paid version. Multiple paid versions. This just goes a little bit more robust. Pulls in some of the actual post images, so you can get a sense of uh, not just visually with a chart, but also what what was that post look like visually, and try to find correlations between the visual style of that content and performance. Um, Just just goes into a lot more detail. The last one is Quintly, uh, Q U I N T L Y. Put that one in the show notes for you as well as later. But again, while this is interesting and I wanted to share it with you, uh, there is a lot of data about what happens way beyond before they leave. Is there anything in here as you look through this article that to you, make sure I'm not just being pessimistic. I'm kind of like, I, I don't know. Is this is this super valuable?
1: Well, part of me thinks that I still see less expensive results in Facebook over Instagram. So I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, well, but then also... I also really like that you can find out what time of day is the best to post for your engagement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your specific
0: engagement versus someone just saying generally it's this time of day. Everyone should post now. What, what is the best for your audience?
1: Yeah, but it's, it's, I I don't know. I'm kind of like 50, 50 because one hand it's really cool, but on the other hand, I see better results on the Facebook and it's easier to see how ads are performing through the uh, Ads Manager.
0: Yep. And this kind of ties in, I guess, to my story time talk as well, which is just for this one builder, right? They had 811 organic visitors. Um, yeah. Most of those were from Facebook, not Instagram. And so, how if there's not a lot of action there currently, you really don't have much data to analyze or learn from either. And anytime you have a small set of data it can be really wrong just because uh, if you only have three people who saw your thing and it, well, that, and it tells you your best demographic is this age and male, female, whatever. Well, there are only three people. So if two of them were in that group. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can go down the wrong path too. So file that under interesting, not critical. Um, But for those of you who want to, to, to treat your brand more like an influencer account on Instagram, I think those will be helpful for you. Yeah. All right. That is it. No question of the week. No new question of the week. No nothing. Uh, that'll Whoa. do it for this week. So, Andrew, we hope you get uh, in quickly this weekend and are able to actually relax and enjoy life with the family and yeah. new home. Yeah. And Thais, I um, hope oh. you're not too wet and everything, everyone stays safe. For the rest it's of you, have dry. a fantastic week. Uh, and we will see you next time. For published articles, blog posts, videos, and more, check out doyouconvert.com. And it's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and anywhere else we are online. See you, everybody.
1: See ya.